Today is Thursday, December 22, and on Monday it will be six weeks since I filed for my divorce back in November. Yesterday I went to see my counselor, Jeff. Jeff is a therapist in Round Rock, and I have been seeing him off and on for many years, I think since 2007. And he is one of the most fantastic people I know. Uh, having him in my life has been extremely helpful. I started to see Jeff back in 2007. I think it was 2007, maybe eight. I sought him out as a marriage counselor when I started to really fear that my marriage had very serious trouble that I, I didn't know what to do. Uh, I sought out a counselor and just happened to find Jeff because he was close by and he could accept me. And I've moved around with him through the years to three or four different office locations that he's had in Round Rock. Jeff is really an amazing person and has been so very helpful. He only spends one day a week in Round Rock, the other four days he spends in Colleen counseling military people who are dealing with uh, PTSD. Uh, that's mostly where his practice is spent. But he told me years ago that he came to Round Rock uh, to meet specifically with people who are not necessarily veterans or military people because he wanted to you know, make sure that he was widening the scope of work that he was involved in that would be helpful for him professionally and just to kind of see uh, people who are not veterans. So I wound up on his list of clients and I saw Jeff, I want to say almost a year before I shared with Mike that I had been seeing a marriage counselor. I really believed early on that the vast majority of problems I was experiencing in my marriage were because of me. They were my fault, that something was wrong with me, that I just couldn't be happy, I couldn't be satisfied, that I was controlling, that people couldn't be honest with me because of my reactions, uh, that I messed up because I came from a broken home. I didn't really know my dad. I really laid all the blame on myself. I really did. Plus, I've been plagued throughout my life with this, I guess you'd call it sort of a complex that people don't like me. I think that people don't like me. And I, I've gotten better about this in recent years, thanks mostly to Jeff, who's helped me get over this. But I always believed that when people meet me, that they don't, they don't like me. And I guess maybe an inferiority complex. I grew up very poor. I grew up with really crappy clothes. I didn't have things that other kids had. We didn't have cable TV. My mom drove a, t a crappy car. I would go to other people's houses and realize how poor we were. And people made fun of me for being poor. And, um... That was hard. That was hard. I can easily tap into the emotion of 
being teased in grade school about my clothes and about how poor we were. My mom would buy me jeans that were, you know, like four sizes too big and I'd roll them up 15 times and, you know, people made fun of our house. A girl at my school called my house a shoebox and, you know, anyway, so I grew up with all these issues. I mean, who doesn't have issues? I, I realize we all do. And I realize some people had it a lot worse than me. But anyway, um, I saw Jeff, this marriage counselor, for I, I think it was a good solid year before I ended up telling Mike. And things were just not getting better in my marriage. I think that I started to make improvements in myself, uh, which took years. But anyway, I told Mike one time that I was seeing a marriage counselor and that I wanted him to come with me and he was very reluctant. We had already seen two other counselors in our marriage, one in Arkansas and one in Austin, who and he did not like either of these women. So I thought, well maybe he'll he'll like this counselor because this counselor is a man. And I had spent a year with Jeff uh weekly like literally four times a month with this counselor and I really liked him and, and we hit it off well. So Mike went probably in total four times, maybe three, four, maybe five, uh, over a couple of year period. And he really hated it. He did not want to go. He was reluctant every time. I think for Mike, it was always like tearing off a bandaid and looking at you know, the wounds that were there. And he did not like to do this. He did not like these kinds of conversations. They clearly made him uncomfortable. You could look at him physically and see that he was uncomfortable. He didn't like to talk. He didn't like what he would hear. You know, um, I was hoping that Mike could come to counseling with me and if nothing else, just get a better understanding of me and how to deal with me. But he, he stopped going and didn't think it was helpful. And in fact, to this day, he uh, does not have good feelings towards Jeff Pertle because um, he, he, I don't know if he, he doesn't blame Jeff for our marriage ending, but, but he never saw Jeff as a helpful figure in the process. But I over the years, as I've seen Jeff, I realize how very valuable therapy can be, especially when you make a long-term investment. I had talked to other counselors before, and, you know, they're great for some short-term decision-making and some short-term guidance. But where I think where the real value <coughs> of therapy comes in is when you do it on a long-term basis. Because the therapist has an opportunity over time to really get to know you, understand your behavior, patterns in your behavior. The therapist gets time to dig deeply into your childhood and your parenting and other family members. And it just became so incredibly valuable to me to have this person, this third party who could advise me. And Jeff really became for me a life coach. And he would help me make good decisions and he, like I've said before, helped put tools in my toolbox that were not there. And one of the best things that Jeff taught me was exercising patience and learning patience and not having to react so quickly to everything. 
taking time to not react, purposely not react, to think and contemplate, and um, how to keep my powder dry. <laughs> That's what Jeff would say. Keep your powder dry. Don't engage um, so vehemently in fights or, you know, to, to just learn how to chill out. And Jeff also helped me see how my own upbringing and the influence of my own mother impacted my own, how I parented my kids and how I felt. And he kind of, I guess, over the years helped me feel like I was okay, like I was not a crazy person or all fucked up or really any different than anyone else. You know, I think a lot of times I felt like I wore my childhood poverty and inferiority like a neon sign on my forehead, you know, like I thought everybody just knew that I was beneath them. And we worked on that for years and we worked on helping me realize my own self-worth. I know that sounds really cliche, but it's so true. He really helped me believe in myself and value myself more and give myself some more credit and actually trust my own decision making. That That's another thing. I, I really get trapped in indecision. People who are close to me uh, would tell you that, I think. And, and Jeff, over the years, would help me to trust my own decision making and, and, frankly, to make better decisions and then to trust those decisions. And so I have seen Jeff for many, many years, like I said, since 2007, and I saw him regularly for years. And we worked through issues that I have with my dad and my family and my sister and my work and my husband and ex-boyfriends and that kind of thing. And um, recently, I haven't had time to see Jeff. Um, I... Actually, I went yesterday for the first time in probably three or four months. I have not seen him just because I was so busy with work and I can't break away in the middle of the day and traffic during rush hour is so bad. And so I hadn't seen him for a long time. So I went to see Jeff yesterday and there was no shortage of topics to talk about. First and foremost, we talked about the fact that I had filed for divorce, which we knew was a long time coming. Um, and we talked about the issues with my son. I have shared with Jeff that I think my son should maybe talk to a counselor. And Jeff, Jeff doesn't agree. When I describe for him the, the concerns I have about my son, he really reassures me that he says, Lisa, you know, that's pretty typical 14-year-old boy behavior. I, that's not anything that, that causes alarm. So we talked about the issue where my son told me that Mike said fuck you to him. I told Jeff that story and he feels strongly that I should talk to Mike about that. You know, I've been torn about whether or not to discuss it with Mike because my son made me promise that I wouldn't and Jeff feels like that is an important topic that, that I need to bring up and talk with Mike about and try to understand. And I talked to him about Mike driving too fast with our son and, you know, how to handle that. I told him that I wanted an apology. He thought that was reasonable. I told him that I wanted Mike to apologize to me and to our son and to promise to never do it again. He felt like those were reasonable and that they were a good idea. But 
he wanted that topic and the topic of the trip to Illinois to be kept separate. He said, try to separate those two things. You know, the Illinois trip is one thing. The broken promises and the driving too fast is another thing. And he said, keep those separate. I, I don't know that I agree with that 100%, but I will take Jeff's advice uh, and I will do that. I am going to let my son go to Illinois for several reasons. I think it's going to be very good for him, get him away from the video games, get him connected with his grandfather and his two uncles and his dad, get him away from the house and doing um, constructive things. So anyway, time with Jeff is always time well spent. I've said this before, but I think Jeff is worth his weight in gold. <laughs> he is just a fantastic counselor who's so chill and so funny and has such great experience and who has gotten to know me so well. I don't think there's another person on the planet who knows me better than Jeff. He knows the good, the bad, the ugly, <laughs> and he advises me so well. And every time I leave his office, I feel like just lighter, lighter in my heart, like a little weight is off my shoulders. My head is a little higher. I feel a little more confident. It's really wonderful. I, I wish every person could have a life coach or a counselor or therapist like I've had the extreme privilege of having. It's been really wonderful. Fantastic. Like better than any drug I think I could take. And I hope to continue seeing Jeff for, you know, the foreseeable future. It's very valuable to me. When, you, when you've got the luxury of having a third party who can weigh in on things and kind of give you a reality check, and Jeff is not afraid to tell me when he thinks I'm wrong. Jeff is not afraid to tell me that I need to chill the hell out or that I'm overreacting, you know, this kind of thing. Uh, he's not afraid to tell me that. He... he you know, understood exactly where I was coming from with Mike driving too fast with our son. He said, yeah, I, you know, he shouldn't be doing that all day long. And, you know, he worries about, like I've said before, my son feeling like, oh, this is something that he can do too. He can drive 130 miles an hour down the road. So anyway, I have an appointment again next week with Jeff on Wednesday um, because I'm off work next week for the holiday but starting um, the second week of January, I'll be teaching again during the day in addition to my regular job duties. So it makes it difficult to get over there to see him. But I want to continue to do that. It's a very good thing. And as I proceed through this divorce, I think it's more important now than ever to keep talking with Jeff, to keep giving myself reality checks and getting some good coaching and some good third-party advice from someone who's not my friend, who's not involved, you know, somebody who's got experience in this, I think is very valuable. So I'll continue doing that.